podcast about nothing and everything. We're not here to take jabs at the infamous Dr. Seuss. This is a show where I tell stories, share some original works, and dive into topics like art, pop culture, weird inventions, and anything having to do with cubby wubby room room tea. So sit back, put on some clothes, and listen to the just okay sounds of your host, me, Sam I Am. Here we go. Welcome back, everybody. We are a little late on this one because we recorded later than normal, and it's a longer episode, and the longer the episode, the more editing needs to take place. So this is another episode of Down in Front with my good friend and slash cousin-in-law slash brother-like person, Michael Dipp. And in this episode, we're going over remakes and reboots. Why is the big question. And should they is another question. And then what worked, what didn't. Some of our favorites, some of our most hated. And we get into a lot about what works and what doesn't, I guess, is, is basically how it goes. And, and then we come up with a formula at the end of the second episode of this, because it's, we, we talked for about two hours, so this episode is, is only half. This is part one. At the end of everything, we're going to take what we figured out as what works and what doesn't, this little formula that we created, and put that towards a movie of our choosing. Like Michael came up with one, and, and I came up with one, and we kind of said what we would do, why we would do it, and even who we would put into it. So this is going to be a fun episode. Uh, we always have a great time doing these. And um, we're going to get right into it. So, oh, no, actually, that's a lie. Michael made me aware that I, I don't plug the Instagram and Facebook enough because we really want everyone to get involved and let us know what your opinions are about some of the topics that we talk about. Like in this particular episode, we're going over reboots and remakes. So we want to know what reboots did you like? Did you find that we missed something? You know, and did we talk about something that you're like, no, that was my favorite or you liked it, but I didn't let us know. So on Instagram and Facebook, it's the same. It's no green eggs podcast. Go on there. I'm going to put this episode post it on there and then you know just leave in the comments what your favorites are what your least favorites are or what your most hated are and we'll address it in the next part of this okay and we're going to do that actually at the end of this episode i'm going to give you a little bit more details about what's happening in the future with michael so stay tuned for that and let's get into this now 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 i'm letting you get into it so without further ado here we go all right, so I guess we can get into this. Yeah, let's do it. All right, why don't you start it off? What are we doing today? Uh, today we're kind of talking about our own thoughts, which we were really good about keeping away from one another about uh, when it comes to reboots. <laughs> reboots, and let's, uh, I think off the reboots, bat. Reboots, remakes, and, and things like that. Yeah. I think off the bat we should probably define that for because there's a difference between reboots and remakes and it'll help us in our conversation and maybe people to follow along if we define that early on. So like a reboot oh. is a series of movies. So like Spider-Man. Like okay. Spider-Man was done before with Tobey Maguire. They did three of those and yeah. then they reboot it later on with somebody else. Yeah. A remake would be taking a movie and then completely redoing it years later hopefully mm -hmm. years later it has been done yeah. before where it's like you had tombstone and you had Wyatt Earp come back to back and that that oh, did not yeah. work so well for uh, Wyatt Earp <laughs> 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 one was decidedly better than the other one but um <laughs> so that's basically the main big difference when you talk about rebooting like a franchise kind of like a superhero movie the reason it works most of the time is because there are so many different variations of a comic book movie Let's take Batman, probably 
the most well-known and most liked out of modern day comics. You had Michael Keaton as Batman. Then you rebooted it with somebody else. Then you rebooted it with somebody else. And then you came down with the Christian Slater. Not Christian Slater. Yeah, <laughs> that would Christian be kind of neat. Uh, Christian Bale. <laughs> that would be a, a totally different movie. Uh, Christian Bale, which you know, I, I think... I would like to see a, like a, like a, a broken hour... A broken arrow version of Christian Slater. <laughs> and, and then you would have to have John Travolta come in as the Riddler. <laughs> and that would just be <laughs> insane. Yeah. So that would be kind of the, you know, superhero movies can be redone. Mm-hmm. And without any kind of qualms, really. And, and sometimes it works better. Like the Christian Bale version of Batman, I think it was much better than, let's say, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer was fun. The Batman Forever yeah. movie was a fun movie, but completely yes. different than the Christian Bale reboots with the you know, Batman Begins series. What do you think? Whole different feel. It's been talked about a lot because, you know, once you get into, what is it, Batman Forever and what's the other one? It's the same director. Not not the one with Mr. Freeze. Yeah, what was that one? Batman and Robin? Batman and Robin, yeah. So, like, okay. people have talked about that for so long and how those standouts shouldn't have happened. Right. But little gems in there, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, you I can't go wrong with Jim Carrey as a Riddler. You can't go wrong with Jim Carrey. Val Kilmer wasn't necessarily bad no he was just different right uh decided from in my opinion better than the george Clooney version but yeah yeah i think the batman forever movie with val kilmer was more of like a saturday morning cartoon version of batman that worked <laughs> it was kind of like an animated series a james bond jr life. james bond jr <laughs> come to life as batman and most of that was because of the vibrant colors and you had the the vibrant performance by Jim Carrey, Tommy Lee mm-hmm. Jones, totally out of his shell. Yes. And it, it worked. It was fun. It was supposed to be over top and it was. A lot of glow sticks. <laughs> a lot of glow sticks. Then you had the one with George Clooney. That was uh, that was the one they don't want to talk about. So that I is. The world freeze in my hand. <laughs> it's, like, so it's, like, it's like, Arnold, all right, we don't have a script for you, but let's let's see how many like uh, cold you know, like cliches you can you can spin out. But, and I, you know what? I I want to know what was on the cutting room floor because <laughs> they were up to their ankles, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like I got more. No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. <laughs> no, we good. Okay, so that is the prime example of a reboot: Batman, yeah. Spider Man, Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, a remake would be something like Three Ten to Yuma. There was an original one back in the 60s or 70s, and then they rebooted mm-hmm. in the 2000s. What's a good example for you of a remake? So in all honesty, like I remember at an early age, my mother t- uh, telling me that reboots and remakes are not good things to happen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that's something that we're going to talk about. Yeah. And one of the earliest examples I think of, which was understandably bad, or in my opinion, or I'll be honest, I didn't see it. Okay. But the idea of it was bad because it was the uh, psycho, okay. and it was the. It was speaking of Vince Vaughn. My mom was. I was like, "Oh, that looks good." I remember the original Psycho, and I was, you know, pumped to see it. My mom got me into like she was so good about making sure that I got into like sci-fi movies and and like like old school like Hitchcock films and everything sure. at an early age. Yeah, and so I was I was pumped for it, and she's like, "No, they they're doing it." line by line, frame by frame, uh, almost like a legal plagiarizing. <laughs> right, right. And, and so it turned me off, you know, to the whole idea. So at like early age and sometimes even now, I think it comes into play when I choose to watch something. But I've seen some remakes and everything. And then especially now that we kind of mentioned the idea of what we were going to talk about a while ago, I went back and was like, what didn't I watch? You okay. know, uh, a good one that comes up is uh, Dread. I don't know if Judge, you're familiar Judge with Dredd. Judge Dredd, yeah. I was super happy with how they put it out yeah, and everything. And it kind of opened me up to some other remakes and then making me realize that uh, just because somebody's fishing out like an old story doesn't mean that it's going to be that. Right. But uh, but, but uh, repeat your question. Okay, uh, re- so what was the remake? I liked? Yeah, what was a remake that you like? Remake. The most recent one, I would say, and I'm biased to this because I'm a gamer, I liked the new Mortal Kombat over the original. Yeah, I did see yeah. that. And I think it was a, a really nice, you know, the dialogue, like some of it was very cheesy, but I guess yeah, it's, of course. It's, it's supposed to be, but Scorpion was amazing. And and the character of Kano stole the script yeah. when it came to his dialogue. Yeah, You know, like he's true. kind of like a side character, you know, yeah. he's supposed to be a throwaway nobody. 
that one and Disturbia. Even though oh, the original okay. the original movie wasn't called Disturbia. No. But, but Rear Window. Rear Window. Like that's right. Yeah. And that story has been remade so many times. Yeah. And every single time it was remade, they never called it Rear Window. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can't you can't beat Jimmy Stewart for sure. But it was a very good, you know, it kind of opened the door for people to look back at it because you had this whole generation never heard of Rear Window or maybe they had heard the term but never knew. that They don't even know Jimmy Stewart unless they watch It's a Wonderful Life. Grace Kelly, yeah. So bringing that into a new generation because that was definitely not for us. That was definitely for like generation younger than us. But it was fun. I I saw it because Shia LaBeouf, I I, I liked some of his stuff that he was in. So it was entertaining for sure. But that was good. And oh, you had Trinity in there. Oh, that's right. She was in there. Uh, so for people that don't know, like Rear Window is basically uh, a story about somebody that has no choice but to stay home. And so they have nothing to do but look out their window and they witness something and people kind of question their paranoia. And it's been redone, whether it's a guy that broke his leg and he's stuck in a one bedroom looking at, you know, like some apartments or Disturbia, where it's a kid that's under house arrest and he mm-hmm. has nothing else to do. That's why, like, those movies are so good is because the concept is relatable throughout the span of time. Yeah. See, like you said, Psycho was a, a shot for shot remake where mm-hmm. this was a modern day take on yes. that that was a different kind of remake that made it more enjoyable for that generation. And that's a, that's a remake I can get behind for the most part, for most things. Um, mm-hmm. w- another one that's good adaptation was the difference between Willy Wonka in the 70s mm-hmm. and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in the 2000s with Johnny Depp. Yeah, See, right. Gene Wilder, you can't replace Gene Wilder. It's just not possible. Him in that role, maybe just my opinion, but – was absolutely Willy Wonka. He was the epitome of the Willy Wonka character. Now, the only difference is you bring Johnny Depp, you bring Tim Burton on later, so you're going to have that that Tim Burton Johnny Feel. Depp flavor. Yeah. <laughs> and what a bromance. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it, it works. Totally works. Yeah. Um but that one actually was closer to the book than Willy yes. Wonka was. Willy Wonka, I mean, the book was actually called Charlie and Chocolate Factory. It was centered around Charlie, where Willy Wonka was centered more around Willy Wonka, and then it kind of ended with Charlie. So it was closer to the book, the actual story. It wasn't as good, in my opinion, and it wasn't a shot for shot. So it was a, a decent remake if you're taking that into consideration. It was good. It wasn't Gene Wilder. Another good... Wait, now I could... For any, any of you listening... I, I might be wrong on this one on the timeline. The Shining. Okay. You have the uh, Stanley Kubrick version, which is not aligned with the book, but a great movie. Yes. And then you have the TV movie of The Shining, directed by the writer that is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stephen King wasn't too happy about Stanley Kubrick's uh, version. No, not at all. But it's fine because it's a, it's a good reimagine, and I think reimagination when we start to look at at least some of the, the remakes that I like pay a pivotal role because yeah. you don't want to just put a film through a Xerox. Right. Well, which one was more terrifying? I think that it comes down to that. Like, which one was scarier? I mean, if we're talking specifically about The Shining, yeah. that's an unfair question because you had TV movie <laughs> budget, you know, and then you had Stanley Kubrick. Exactly. Going, just go with it. Okay. You know? Yeah, but so production okay. value um, has has a lot to do with it. Sure, it does. Of course, it does. But the thing is, it's like you know, if we're gonna go with one that works, I'm gonna go with the Jack Nicholson, oh, Stanley Kubrick. Every time. Every you time. know, there are plenty of TV movies <laughs> featuring Stephen King's works. That, oh, you mean it? <laughs> oh, geez, that that just did not take. Langoliers is probably the worst oh, movie my goodness. In, in, in cinematic history, which never made to cinema, thank God, because that would have been four days of just sitting there waiting for it to die. If, if, if anybody listening has, has two hours to just throw to the Two wound. hours? It's, it's, it's not two hours. That's the thing. <laughs> it's not two hours. It's at least six hours. And if you put commercials oh, in there. Oh my gosh, you're right. It's like an eight my hour film. My mom and I watched it for like two weeks on yes. Channel 11. It doesn't, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Like, like you're like, how long can they actually draw this out? It's like, how many dead spots can you have? Oh, yeah. Entirely 
literally an entire movie can be just complete garbage. But Get you can spread it out. Plane. <laughs> I know, right? It was the worst thing ever. So a couple of things, because in the end, we're going to be, you know, like thinking about like a formula, what should should not yes. happen. Yeah, we you should know? have we should we should have probably prefaced that as well that we're yeah. we're looking for what works, what doesn't. So continue. So some of the things we touched on was beloved, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, you talk about Batman. It had social norms take a part in it. Yeah. And so far, and uh, technological advances, you know. So, right. So those things are. Have you seen a remake recently? Not only did you not like, but pointed like a straight index finger at what you didn't like about it. Um, I probably most recently, and the, you know, Disney is is going off the deep end right now with things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know if they're just finding it hard to create new material, but they're taking our our childhood, putting it in front of us, and then chopping it up, and then feeding it to us, and then regurgitating it, and then, you know, saying, hey, eat this again. It's pretty bad. And probably the Aladdin reboot, a remake. Okay, the only reason is, okay, I like Will Smith. Will Smith of... 2020, 2021, 2019 even, isn't the Will Smith of Fresh Prince, isn't right. the Will Smith of Independence Day, you know, the, the Fresh Prince, the, the Will right. Smith that we love. He is not a good replacement for Robin Williams. The storyline that they pick, like, you don't have to change it like that. It doesn't have to be something that's like, I don't know. I think they just, they cut it in a way that didn't work. Which Here's what's really, really bugs me about it. This is kind of yeah. like a side note. Guy Ritchie directed that film. I didn't even exactly. Know. That's exactly what I, I thought. I, I, I saw no evidence of that I on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see Jason Statham in one frame. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that was not. Boy, you get, you, you, you get three wishes. Okay, <laughs> then I gotta transport you. <laughs> I would. I would have backed a Guy Ritchie influenced Aladdin in the way that Guy Ritchie does movies. That I would have backed. For sure. Change that into, you know. Lock, stock, and a juice. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that that was probably the most, like, recent one that I've seen that I'm like, this does not, this doesn't work. You know, you can't do that to Robin Williams. What about you? So, real quick, before I say mine. Sure. I agree with you. It leaves this, like, this area of I could be wrong because you can't change the story that much. And then there's this beloved actor or character that is involved with it. And I don't like seeing it any other way. Am I white knuckling my youth? Because right. in my opinion, in general, like Disney movies, one of the things I love about them is the texture of the original animation. I remember as yeah. a kid looking at the way that they would draw the background versus things that characters would interact with and, and have this sense, whether it was in, like on my tongue or in my hands, like of the texture of what was going on. Yeah. And so I'm like, like, that's why I would shy away. Like, Oh, the lion not didn't see it. I didn't see, anyone, see it. No. You know, jungle book, like all these things that are using technology to reboot these stories. But is the story for me or is the remake for me? Or is it 30% me, 70% people who never saw and will never, of their own volition, you know, see that movie? That's a good point. However, it's Disney. (laughs) And Disney has... Disney, forget about the fact that they have Imagineers. And they have people that just think of stuff. The thing is, when you have kids, you watch Disney movies. So those classics, there's a reason that they open up the vault, quote unquote, to right. bring back a classic is because they brand for the new generation to see Cinderella mm-hmm. again. You know, so it's like yeah. these kids have already seen those versions of this. I guarantee it. Sure. So there's that. I mean, I understand what you're saying and it does fit except for the fact that it's Disney. If it were something else, I would say absolutely. But everyone sees Disney things. They go to Disney World and they see it. All right. No, that's true. But I mean, right, so, but I get what you're saying about the drawings, though. I mean, there's something about like kids don't know that these days no, they don't know they, that those are drawings. Go back and watch Lady in the Tramp. Yeah, it's some of my favorite. You know, on that, it's a great story, great animation. It's it's beautiful. Thinking about like recent remakes that I didn't like, 
we just, you know, it's mid October, uh, November right now. And so recently I was, I was out from work. I was sick and it was the end of October. So every time Rachel got home from work, I'd be like, can we watch a horror movie? You know, it's the, tis yeah. the season. Tis the season. Uh, pretty much all of them. Pretty much all <laughs> of them. <stay. laughs> like, uh, like some of them are good in certain ways, but I think that, I get too much of what I expect from the character. Okay. You, know? you mean in so a remake, like, in a remake or a reboot? In a remake. Okay. So, so a, a remake or a reboot of like a horror movie. If you're redoing Freddy, you're talking about a 10 movie series that you have to squeeze into one reboot. So right. people either understand or recognize. And sometimes that leaves room for people shoehorning any reference, you know, like, sure. they, but Rachel and I watched uh, Chucky and we liked that there were things from the original that were there, but it put it in today's time, rewrote the whole origin of, of the char- the main character, Chucky, and let it go. It's not the best movie ever, but I yeah. got to give them credit where they took something that is like in concrete handprints, you know, yeah. this is what this is. And we're like, ah, oh, you know, the origin story is going to go this way now. We're going to do one and done. And I appreciated that because you go out on, on a limb when you remake a movie to please the original audience, gain a new audience, and also have a little bit of like uh, bravery to toy with the original. You know? Yeah. And that's a very important point. It's like you don't want to spit on the original generation. Right. Because you want them to like it as well. You want the, the nostalgia to come back for these people. Yeah. You know, I mean, with Willy Wonka, I know I keep going back to that. It's just the most thing I can I can think of right now. It's just, it did bring some of that stuff back that you're like, okay, that that's good. I mean, it had the, the songs and stuff like that. So all the Oompa Loompas look the same, which actually in the book, they all look the same. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that that's fine. That makes sense. But if you like completely change something and then don't put any of those little fun, little quirky parts that you enjoyed in the original, um, obviously horror movies, there's no fun, little quirky parts, <laughs> but you got to go see a doctor, yeah, go, see <laughs> go talk to someone, but you have to have some of those things that tie it in that you're like, oh yes, I can't believe they brought that back. You know, like, mm-hmm. or, or you're waiting for it. You know, one thing that's like the most, and this has nothing to do with movies. It's kind of like just popped in my head for a perfect example of what you don't do. So in the eighties, there was a cartoon called Voltron. Oh yeah. Loved Voltron. Yeah. My favorite part of Voltron was when they played the theme song. It's like, so it pumped you up. It was like, ah, yeah. and then when they, they did it every single time when they open, when they close. And most importantly, when he's transforming Which, or when it's transforming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you saw the reboot, you start the first episode, they don't start mm-hmm. with the theme song. So you're going through, you're like, okay, maybe they'll do it when they connect. It doesn't come. They don't do it at all. I go through one episode and I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm like, the <laughs> best part of that movie for me and for the nostalgia aspect was that song. That song like brought everything together and they didn't bring that back. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. It's like the new generation will love that song too. Like, why don't you bring that back? So that was like the most egregious thing that I could ever have experienced from these people. And I, I just, I didn't watch any of the rest. Yeah. That's an important part to miss is the hook. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. So if a movie, a remake or a reboot is missing something from the original that is iconic for the generation that saw it and you don't add it just to like please them, that's missing the point. And you bring, that's awesome because Carrie and I were talking today about reboots and we had an opposite which was you could be too heavy handed with a reference or something where it's like, okay, I get it. You're trying to, you know, like, I I don't, I don't, I don't want to know that there's vegetables in my, my cake, you know? Right. right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I get it. You know? Yep. And you could do that when we watched the trailer for home alone and oh yeah 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 <laughs> sorry if anybody that's one <laughs> we have terrible news from yeah. they're remaking home <laughs> it's so oh. awful I and mean, that's that's like on a list we're going to talk about like things that are coming up they're like either yeah. yes or no but but like if you watch the trailer it's like somebody watched the movie once or twice and then and then took every good part of the movie 
and literally just plagiarized it yeah. and put it all in the trailer. Like, <laughs> in my opinion, I know we're trying to be nice here. It's a PG, uh, PG podcast. It's not a good idea to go see that movie. <laughs> just watch the original. I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt to some people. But that's, I mean... One and two, obviously the first one was better than the second one. I enjoyed the second one because it's in New York. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And when I saw it, I wasn't living in New York, but you know, my family was. So it's like I had a tie to it. I and enjoyed sequels it. sequels get a little more leeway than remakes. You sure. Know, oh, yeah. When yeah. it comes to references and character stuff, it's like, oh, no, of course I expected this. Yeah. For somebody to dig a grave yes, in 2021. Exactly. <laughs> and even on, on that point, I would say origin stories. Or prequels also kind of fall into that as well. Because one that's coming out, again, I'm referencing the same thing, but they're talking about doing a prequel to Willy Wonka. Mm -hmm. And apparently it's going to be solely about Willy Wonka and the Oompa Loompas, like him going to actually find the Oompa Loompas and save them. Okay. So that's like, you can't put that in the same category. Like you have to, you have to like put it out of your mind that, okay, Gene Wilder's not in this. Like, this is what I love about Willy Wonka. However, this is something completely different. Yeah, it's, I wonder what you think. Is it harder to make a prequel, reboot, remake, you know, like, like, yeah. like so far in the future, or is it riskier? So, for example, yeah. like, um, if you think of a genre like sci-fi, Alien is one of the most beloved series ever. And so beloved yeah. that it could forgive certain movies like Alien Resurrection. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And we could just look past that. Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden you get Prometheus, you know. Right. And that splits the audience right down the middle. It does, especially considering the people think that it, it completely butchered or it alienated. Uh, um, <laughs> they had no <laughs> rights. <laughs> uh, they alienated, uh, you know, the, all the people who loved the original, one of the best horror films in my my uh, experience of Alien. It's just like they took that away when they made Prometheus. But the thing is, it's a prequel. And I thought it was fine. Yeah. I didn't think it was a bad movie. If you take it for no. what it is, this is like something, it's like looking at Star Wars. Technology advances. So obviously right. the prequel that's done 30, 40 years later is going to be much different than what they produced before. So like it just kind of blows them away tech wise. So it's like that yeah. doesn't, visual effects are just, you can't compare them. Prometheus kind of works though. I mean, because it's, it's not like over the top like Star Wars was, where it's like, oh man, it's just so much more advanced. It it mm -hmm. had a dark feeling. It wasn't as creepy as the first Alien, because right. the first Alien still holds up, by the way. But back then, it was like the Jaws. You know, it was like this is like the most terrifying thing. Like you're not going to go on a, ever go in space because obviously there's there could be aliens. Prometheus had more of a psychological thing to it. It wasn't like this alien, you know, flying at you. It's it's kind of like a a breakdown of humanity on this little planet, and like you're finding the origin of where in the future all these aliens come from. Yeah, and and the way that they put it together, because I I know that we're talking about prequels and sequels, which doesn't apply to you know like what we're talking about with remakes, but. Things like some of the Star Wars movies and the Alien movies, I think, you know, Venn diagram into the category because of how far in the future and something like Prometheus. All right. So the first Alien movie is a horror. The second Alien movie is a action. Yes. The third Alien movie is a thriller. You know, like it, yes. they, they keep changing. Right. And then you go decades in the future and they come out with Prometheus and it's drama, essentially, yeah. with some spikes in suspense, you right. know? But people, when they were thinking about doing that, were really balancing, like, this is a beloved thing that we can't just spoon feed people, you know, what they're expecting or what they liked. Right. We have to go out on a limb and we have to give them what we think is good. And, and that's it. It's Russian roulette. Like, right. They're either going to like it or they're going to bury us. Right. You know? And it went 50-50. It did go 50-50. And they actually were planning on doing more. But because of the poor performance, they, they cut it. When you do like a, a prequel like this, you're obviously trying to get the, the best actors of the day or like the most popular mm -hmm. that would fit that. And they did. They got they got really good people to fit these roles. I mean, you had right. uh, what's his face as as the new Fastbender. Yes, Fastbender yes. was fantastic. And Numi wasn't Numi in that Rapace? Yep. The action was good. 
and it wasn't over the top. I, I, I thought it was just fine. It was just fine. We're adding, so if we're adding to the formula, something beloved and there, you got to put a little risk. You, you can't, if you're going to do a good remake, you have to be willing to make a bad one. Yeah. You have to be willing to make a bad one. You have to be willing to not completely satisfy the original generation and almost a little bit of like, huh? To the new generation, like kind of confuse them a tiny bit unless they were, you know, diehard fans and they went and they saw it or like their parents or their, you know, older brothers or siblings or something like that took them to it or like made them watch it before they watched the remake or reboot. So that's, that's fine. And I, and your, your point about not putting too much in is just as important as, as putting a little bit in from the remake. Yeah. So that's, that's, or the original, that is very important. Yeah. Cause if it's over the top, if it's a yeah. word for word, scene by scene, like you Psycho guys did. remember Ninja Turtles? Oh, <laughs> Man, they that was, pizza, right? <laughs> I forgot about that. That was just, oh. that was bad. I mean, I love the original Ninja Turtles were so much fun. And then you bring so these good. back and it's like, Oh, what did you do? And you brought Megan Fox into it just because she was in Transformers. And it's like, yes. oh, come on. It was terrible. Go ahead. It's such a, like, the more we talk about it, the more I'm realizing. it's it, When you hear that somebody's, well, like, a film studio is remaking a movie, one of your first things is, like, of course they are. Right. You know, like, like, that's what we're doing, and it's a cash grab. But the funny thing is, is, like, the risk that they took. You know, something as beloved as Ninja Turtles. Something right. as beloved as Beth. And so... I think you mitigate the risk if you do something less beloved, but still niche, you yes. know? Yes. Where you can have some, like the people who are in that small category who are obsessed with it will, no matter what you make, be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're yeah. making a remake to this. And other people will just kind of know it's a remake, have no idea about it. Yeah. And I have yeah. a list of things that are coming up. That I think will probably be like, okay, some of these, yes. And then some of these. You want to make some like, predictions? You want to make predictions? Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, let's hear the list. Okay. What's coming up? All right. So one thing came right to mind that was like, I think you can do that. And it would be okay. Nosferatu. I was going to bring up and Dracula. It, it had been redone before. So the original Nosferatu, which if a lot of I people remember. probably don't know, but yeah, you would know, uh, was back in 1922. And it was like the first screen appearance of Dracula. And it was terrifying, you know, for the oh. time. I mean, even it now, it's, it's still, it still holds up. And it was a silent film and it was just, it worked. And it was really psychological. It was really good. Later on in, in 79, 57 years later, Werner Herzog did one. Wasn't as beloved. Werner Herzog put his own flavor on, which is fine, and it works. Mm. But they're talking about bringing that back, okay. and the person that they're going to have do the whole thing is Robert Eggers. He did The Witch and The Lighthouse, mm. and that's a good combo. That's a very good combo. And if you people haven't, if you people, if anyone out there hasn't seen those two movies. I recommend it unless you're squeamish um, and it, if you can't handle psychological things, then don't. But once you watch those and if you know Nosferatu, you can see how that would be a really, yeah. really nice fit. So he was actually I, – I read a little bit about it because as soon as I saw that, I was like, really? They're going to remake that? Why would they do that? I had to look into it. I found out who was doing it and I was like, okay, this could actually work because that would follow the same kind of – creepiness and yeah. I mean the lighthouse for those of you who don't know is all black and white and it's Willem it, Dafoe Willem Dafoe and Robert yeah. Pattinson who's going to be in the next Batman which we can bring up in a little bit totally go off the wall crazy in this film and it works really really well and it's that's going to work beautifully. yeah it's oh yeah that's that's the other thing so Nosferatu 1922 and it's you know cinematically it was shot very well for like it's, the suspense and stuff like that. So you would good. think that a silent film doesn't hold up, right? And then you watch it, and it to this day will give you chills. Yeah, I, it's scarier the fact that you can't yeah. hear anything. That's yeah. it's more terrifying since there's no, nothing talking and the the makeup and everything. It just it was perfect. 
that's one that I'm like, okay, this could actually really work. And it, I have no qualms about it whatsoever. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's got enough time. It's definitely got enough time in between. Sure. Um, <laughs> yes. There's definitely an area for tech, technological remake, and there's also golden uh, diamonds in the sand, I should say, when it comes to what made that movie memorable yeah. that they can represent today. Yeah, without spinning yeah. on it. Yeah. No, I'm pumped for that. I didn't know that. What's that coming? It's in talks right now. Like it's it's been pushed away. Flapping gums. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, well, the thing is, so they were talking about having somebody do it for a while now, and they couldn't find the right person. And then they okay. asked Robert to do it, and Robert's like, in a way, so humble. He's like, I can't redo that. That's ridiculous. So they're like, they finally got him sleep to, on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they finally got him to like say, okay, I'll do it if we get the back end stuff like that. So it's it's in pre production. It hasn't even started yet. That's all right. I'm fine with that. Yeah. As long as we're, we're Oh. Yeah, and he's he's working on something else right now. Like he's uh, he's already got something on on his mind, and uh, he's the kind of person like those kind of movies. You don't want him to be doing fifteen different projects at one time. Like some of these, you need to have your all your focus on one thing. So it would be worth the wait, I'm sure. Another, yeah. So let's talk about Ghostbusters. So yes. Ghostbusters, they rebooted that. That was a reboot. That wasn't that, a remake. Yeah. That was a reboot because they had there were two in the original, right? Ghostbusters 1 and 2? There wasn't a yeah. third one. Okay. No, there wasn't a third. So the third one technically was the reboot. And you know what? I didn't actually see all of it. I saw some of it. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. I don't I, know. It wasn't bad. If there was no Ghostbuster 1 or 2 and that movie came out, I think it would have been bigger and better. Sure. I think that was one where I think it's too beloved. You know, yeah. and it's it's too beloved and too rare. Like, whereas Batman's beloved, but he has toys, cartoons, movies, you know, like video games, all this stuff. Like Ghostbusters, was two movies, a cartoon and like, I think a Sega Genesis game. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, and they didn't change it enough. Right. That was the thing, too. Right. Was that like there's been arguments like, oh, girl, Ghostbusters, like what's going on here? That wasn't the problem. The problem was that there was kind of a mirrored representative of each character on there. They could yeah. have just done all new names, characters and personalities. Right. Or a new story. And a whole new story. And it could have been great, but it held on too tightly to the old. Yeah. While still trying to claim it was completely different, right? And it contradicted, it fell apart, right? You know what I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and that's a perfect example of how it's kind of like Psycho. It's like you're kind of going mirror for mirror, you know, line for line. However, Ghostbusters Afterlife yes. is not like that. And I don't even know where this is. Like I, I saw the prequel, not the prequel, the preview, and I'm not positive. Like I thought there was a reference to one of the uh, the guys in the original. Like one of the characters? Yeah, I think so. So yeah. like this was like a son or something. I'm not positive. Right. So there's a tie to it, but this is like in the desert and this is like mm -hmm. a completely different. This is not a reboot. This is no. kind of like a sequel, but not. I guess, okay, this isn't a remake. This is more like a reboot, but taking a whole a different A reboot route. sequel, yeah. Reboot sequel. That it's looks tied good. tied to the original too. Yeah. I think... I don't know. The last time they, they did it, it didn't really work. I think this one, because it's a new concept, I think it's – and you have like some of the newer – Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd is fantastic. You have the, the kid from Stranger Things in it. Mm -hmm. you know, so you're tying some of the things that are the new generation likes. You got the, uh, the, the car, the uh, – what are they called? The e Ecto something or other? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. It's a hearse. It is a hearse. <laughs> um, yeah, so you have a lot of those ties. And mm -hmm. and then you also, because of the preview, you're not sure exactly what happens. They leave a lot of mystery. So it's this. I think this is going to be good. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to this one, for sure. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, and enough time has passed. Beloved uh, move, original movie, new ideas, touches and ties to the past. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I think so. Now, a lot of these are in talks, all pre-production. I think COVID really threw everyone for a loop in some of these. But supposedly these are going to happen. Little Shop of Horrors. They're talking about redoing that. 
and again, that's that's a remake. It's a remake of a remake. Wasn't there another so one? Two, there was there another was, one, wasn't there? I, I think the one with um, Rick Moranis is a remake. That was the second one? Yeah. Well, okay. not a sequel, but a no, remake. No, 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 but the yeah. second. Yeah, yeah. The, I guess the second movie. Yeah. yeah. Not, not, not a sequel. So they're, they're talking about doing another one. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's a, I think it's a waste of time. I do too. I don't, I don't think, think anyone's really going to care. I don't think yeah. anyone's going to really care in this generation. I mean, it's got the time where it's like, all right, enough time has passed. But like, if you're going to do it on Broadway and make it a performance musical, that's one thing. But if completely you're gonna different. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a movie about it. It's like, okay, cool. You're going to have a realistic looking plant. Yeah, and you're not, and you're not going to have Rick Moranis. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So pass. <laughs> so, pass. Hard pass. Yes, hard pass. Um, Beetlejuice. Supposedly, mm. they're talking about doing that. Now, I don't know if that's going to be a remake or a reboot. I can't find a lot of information on that. It's just things that were talked about and then canceled. You can find them on I, – I looked on IMDb for like what's coming out and – because I've heard rumors of different things. I was like, let's actually see what's actually coming. And that was one of the ones listed. None of these have anyone tied to them. Like some of them have directors but no one, no actors in any of these. Okay. Masters of the Universe. Hmm. If they do that as a remake – it was very cheesy in the 80s. <laughs> it was. It's weird because it's iconic enough, but not beloved by enough. Yes. You know, like I, th- I think no that one was knows very niche. Was- when, it, when it was out, it was like young boys. Right. You know, like that was it. Right. Uh, and most of us now, enough time has passed that we don't care. Right. And not like I, I'm sure that I can walk into my job and talk to like a 25 year old and be like, Masters of the Universe, right? And they're going to just nod politely and be like, yeah, Boomer. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was kind of like when they rebooted uh, Conan. Right. Conan the Barbarian, not, not yeah. Conan the, the late night talk show. probably got more butts in the seat because of Jason Momoa than it was people being like, yo, Conan, right? <laughs> right, right. I don't think, well, it, it didn't do well. And they didn't make if, the sequels that they were hoping for, obviously. Carrie's going to hate that I say this, but if they give it the MacGruber treatment, it might be salvageable <laughs> where it was talked about as like, yeah, we're going to reboot this. And then it, it, for whatever reason, they're like, mm, let's spoof it. You know, so okay. if they, maybe if they spoof it and go like a, like an action comedy area, okay. maybe it'll get legs, but it won't get legs. No, no, it won't get legs <laughs> for sure. And and they would have to hype up He Man and uh, the Masters of the Universe yeah, yeah. way before yeah, they, the release. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of deadlifting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not that's not gonna happen. Okay. This is an anime, Akira. Ah, so I've never seen Akira. It's um, pretty famous though. Like most people yeah, that, yeah. My, that my, know anime. My boy Will his yeah. his son is named Akira because of Okay, and, I, and from people that I know that are super into anime, it's classic. Yeah, it's love. Yeah, it, it was. I remember seeing it. My brothers loved it, and so I, they got me to see it. And it was a lot of fun. And this was back in the '90s. So they're talking about redoing that. But here's what might bring it in: Taika Waititi is going to be directing it. Hmm. So, so oh, yeah. sorry. No, so I think what happens is you bring somebody with his caliber of directing ability. Plus, he's probably going to help write it, and he's probably going to be some kind of character in it. It's going to bring the MCU universe into anime, basically, is what you're going to have. Those fans kind of come into that. So I think that's that is, yeah. that's going to really help it out. And plus, anime is really huge. There is a huge following. There is, and it's a, it's a spring that hasn't sprung. You right. Know? Right. Like it's always been anime. It's never gotten the DC treatment. Exactly. And I think that yeah. that's probably the next thing to happen, in my opinion. It's like no one wanted to see DC and MCU and all these things. Like no one was going to Comic-Con except like, quote unquote, nerdy people that no one talked to in high school. Mm-hmm. Now it's you can't go because you can't get tickets because everybody's going to these things. So that's the same thing. Like you, MCU, Stanley, all these things became incredibly popular over the last decade. And I think you're going to see the same thing with anime. I mean, you already kind of started with Pokemon and you put, you know, Ryan Reynolds in it. No, I, I, you know, I didn't even consider the gold mine that is anime when it comes to a reboot yeah. for like across the spectrum of reasons why you can. That's a good one. And it's huge. I mean, it's it's much bigger overseas than it is here, but there's a yeah. really big group of people in the United States that love it. I mean, yeah, there's YouTube it's, channels. It's, 
it's a good risk uh, risk to to take producing. Sure. Yeah. I think I think this one's good. These are ones that may not happen, but they are in the talks. The top one that I was like, really? The Crow. And this is going to be a remake. Of the original. Of Brandon the original Lee. Crow with Brandon Lee. I, I'd, I'd love that. I'd love that. I, I, I like the Crow very much. Everything about it. The action, the storyline. Yeah, that would be a good one. You think so? I think so, but... I mean, it was. It, if I'm not wrong, it was a comic book as well, wasn't it? It was, but the more I think about like, all right, so when it comes to cinematography, uh, I'll say there's not much else they could do for that. It was great in, in the way that it was shot. And yeah. you're not going to put it in like a neon. You're not going to give it the Batman for it. Yeah. God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I really that? hope that doesn't it's happen. This guy like, like that white face paint with the with the black light under it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a silly joker. Oh, this doesn't, this doesn't don't work. do it. Yeah. Right, maybe no. You're making me turn 180. I was uh, I was biased. I was biased. Yeah. The only thing is, like, there's no yeah. one tagged to this. There's no yeah. one tied to it at all no. right now. No actors. No directors. No nothing. So I can't. There's nothing to go on. So you can't it's say an whether or not. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. yeah. No. You know what? Like, uh, you caught me. You caught me. I was really like when I heard about it. I was like, oh, I love the crow. Yeah. No. But maybe you love the crow too much for it to yes. not be remade. Yeah. So I, I, I'm kind of with you on that one. American Werewolf in London, not the one in Paris that from the '90s, but the American Werewolf in London from 1981. That'll fit in like that horror movie remake reboot section yeah. where yeah, it's easy to do because you have the character, you have the setting, and uh, even though it was great practical effects when it was made, yes. Like you have different technology now that, you know, could do different things with it. Sure. But again, when it comes to horror movies, my opinion, I don't know how you feel. It's a, it's a coin toss. It is a coin toss because they can make it totally cheesy. Yeah. They can really ruin it by adding too much to it. And I don't know. It doesn't say this is going to be a reboot or remake. I think it's a remake though. Just the way, because if it, if they called it American Werewolf in something else, then that would have been a reboot like Paris. Mm -hmm. Did they mention any, anybody tied to it? No. This is another okay. one that no one's tied to it. Shot in the dark. All exactly. Right. So it could be really good, and it could be really, really bad. Okay. This is kind of funny. Drop Dead Fred. Did you ever see the original? Remind me of Drop Dead Fred. Drop Dead Fred, I believe, because it's been so long. I think it was in the early 90s. It was a kid has an imaginary friend named Fred. A weird... Yeah, kind of like funny hair. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. No, I so I never saw it, but I know... Uh, what yeah, you're talking about that's a weird one to remake. It's a weird one to remake. I don't think it fits in this generation because it barely fits back then. Yeah, and this, I mean, oh man, I almost sounded like it was twice my. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say this generation doesn't have an imagination. <laughs> I, I should, I should really just like. Uh, no, it's just Disney. It doesn't have imagination anymore. Uh, that that phrase comes with a, a cup of like warm peas. <laughs> But no, yeah, that's that's not beloved enough. You know, I don't think so. Where where you can you know gain steam? I'm assuming you've seen it. Like I said, younger. it's been so long; it got knocked out of my head. So I so, don't so here's the thing with that: like I'm assuming story really doesn't translate well, or no. was pertinent enough when it came out to remember. Yeah, I don't think anyone uh, cares. That's, it's going to be trash. Yeah. See, a remake nowadays or a reboot, if you're taking from the past, it's got to be something that you that someone would want to see. Yeah, you know, or not just someone. Like, there's oh, you're always going to find that one guy that's like, I got to see this. Yeah, you need to, like a generation that a huge following that's going to want to see it. This is not one I want remade, but like Goonies. Goonies mm-hmm. is a classic for our generation, but also has come back. Like every ten years has come back to that new generation. Like saying, oh wow, I found Goonies. It's like, well, yeah, I grew up on Goonies, and it is great. So, you, but so, yeah, the, the point is, you need not... a backing like that. You need yeah. a crowd backed. Kind Back of to uh, supported. Crowd supported. Well, we are 45 minutes in and only barely halfway through our conversation. And we have a lot more to go over. So we're going to save this for next time. And in between, let us know what you think should be remade maybe some of the movies that were remade or rebooted that you're like, I don't want that. 
I, I hated it. It shouldn't have happened. Tell us the ones that you do like. Go to Instagram and Facebook, No Green Eggs Podcast, and leave a comment. And uh, I'll put a post on, on for this episode. And then in the future, Michael and I are actually talking about having little clips that we're going to kind of record in between these monthly episodes where we're going to have like little movie themed episodes and they're going to actually be really really neat we've been talking about this since even before sharks are puppies which was like the first episode that michael and i did together and we're going to basically what the concept is we're going to look at movies that neither one of us has ever seen and with only looking at the poster for the movie a couple of the actors like the main cast first three to five people and then i think maybe the the little like tagline for the movie you know like aliens or alien i should say the very first one the tagline for that was in space no one can hear you scream so we would look at the tagline like that for whatever movie that we're going to be doing the poster and a few of the actors and then Michael and I are going to try to figure out the plot. And we're going to actually just plan out the plot on the episode. And then the thing is, is we're hoping that whoever's listening, because we're going to give you plenty of time in between, that you're going to actually look and maybe read up on what the actual plot is and just listen to us just completely butcher it. So those are going to be some fun episodes. And we're actually going to start with... Uh, we have two movies in mind, but I think we're going to poll it. We're going to put it on Facebook as a poll and see what you would want to see first. And we'll do that a couple weeks before we actually record the episode. That way, you have time to listen to it if, or watch it if you want to. And that's it. We're not going to research it. We're not going to look into it. We're just going to completely leave ourselves in the dark and then try to just come up with a whole plot. We're going to come up with plot lines. We're going to come up with maybe some interactions that happen and then come up, you know, the beginning and the end. And it's just, I, I don't know. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Michael and I are very excited for that. So you're going to hear more from Michael in the coming months. And it's going to be quite enjoyable for both of us because we, we really have a good time together doing these. And we're going to figure out uh, sound and, you know, a better way to do this so the quality is, is better for you. Uh, because, you know, I mean, we're coming into winter months, so being together you know we're in new york uh he's he's further north than i am in new york and sometimes they get snow all the time so we have to you know kind of plan on that in a a safe way so we're gonna figure that out but i hope you're enjoying these we love doing it and we'll continue to do it even if you don't (laughs) because it's it's a lot of fun so uh next time we're gonna continue the conversation that we had about reboots and remakes and Again, let us know on Instagram, Facebook, No Green Eggs Podcast. Tell us what your thoughts are on the worst, the best, and what they should do for remakes and reboots. Until next week, see you, not see you. Thank you for listening to No Green Eggs. Please remember to like and subscribe on whichever platform you're using to listen to us. The producer for the show is Eovino Consulting, which are also the editors contributors, writers, food suppliers, bathroom cleaners, and overall everything of the podcast. The musical director is Donnie Ronaldo. You can check out his work on YouTube, Spotify, under Project Meld by Dominic Ronaldo. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Green Eggs Podcast. Visit NoGreenEggs.com to stay up to date with latest information and to find out how you can support the podcast. Thank you for listening.